Hey there, I'm Sarah Abair, and you're listening to Exit Interviews from the All Y'all Podcast. And I'm Chris J. Sarah and I produce All Y'all independently from our home in sunny Shreveport, Louisiana. Exit Interviews is our series where we interview people as they leave Shreveport, Bossier City, or even Louisiana, just to find out where they're leaving and where they're going and any insights they might have to make this part of the world just a tiny bit better. Sarah, what made you want to do exit interviews with folks when you found out that they were moving away? You know, so originally the idea came from my friend Maya Lau, who was an all-yell storyteller who left Shreveport and moved to Baton Rouge and is now in Los Angeles. But also, you remember in 2016, I got laid off from my job and so did like the entire team I worked with. And I think we went to like... 20 going away parties in the span of three months yeah that was a really tough time it was depressing but it also was really rewarding to have conversations about why people would want to stay if they could and what would get them to stay and it got me thinking a little bit differently about like why you and i live in shreveport and why we haven't moved away and why we want to be here and so since then i've done um i think six or seven different exit interviews with people and everyone i walk away with Um, something very positive about the city, something that I feel like that we could improve upon and use as an asset to get more people to be here. But also, like, you would think that an exit interview would be more of, like, a bitch session. Right. (laughs) That's what you'd be afraid of. Yeah. But um, independently of me telling people, like, I don't want this to be a session where you complain about the city, everyone has, like, come to the table to talk about, like, the positive assets of the city. And um, I think those kinds of conversations are important to have. Just like when you leave a job, it's really helpful to tell people, like, here's what didn't work for me and why. Um, we should be doing the same thing for Louisiana and our, our region. Well, let's um, let's hear one of these conversations that you've recorded. Uh, before we jump in, if you or someone you know is moving away, moving out of Shreveport or Bossier City or the area, we want to talk. Please reach out to hello at allyallblog.com so we can set up an interview. Exit interviews aren't just an opportunity to complain about Shreveport Bossier. They're thoughtful conversations with locals who, for whatever reason, have made a carefully considered decision to relocate. We'd also like to thank all of our All Y'all sponsors before we get started with this episode, including Maryland's Place and Maccentric. Because of their generous sponsorship of our storytelling events and podcasts, we're able to experiment and try new things like what we're doing with exit interviews. Please consider grabbing a po'boy at Maryland's Place sometime soon or heading over to Maccentric for any updates or replacements or tune-ups you might need for your iPhone, iPad, or your Mac product. So for this interview, I got to chat with Ari Butler and Ashley Johnson about their big move to Connecticut. Both are Shreveport natives, and right before moving, Ari and Ashley got engaged. It was very exciting. Um, So I was really curious about where they were in their relationship and their careers, and to hear more about their impetus for moving. So we hopped on the phone back in April of 2019. Did you two know each other growing up, or did you meet later in life? Sarah, I'm 36. Ari's like... 29 so no we didn't know each other <laughs> i'll rob the trailer with ari <laughs> no, we we didn't know each other and what i like to tell people is that that's completely it's so odd to me because the things that we do are so similar and we even frequent the same places and nowhere in that time that we ever come across each other or meet any, any, meet one another, 
until one day we just met. So I'm positive that we've been in the same place at the same time and just didn't never knew it. <laughs> right. I even knew, I know Ari's sister, Asia. I knew her before I knew uh, Ari, yeah. like, which is crazy because yeah. her and Ari are so close. Um, yeah. So for us to never have met, it's insane. That is insane. So let's talk a little yeah. bit about um, why you two are leaving. So Ari, you are in Connecticut now. And then Ashley, you're still here, but planning to go to Connecticut soon, right? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I had a really good opportunity for work out here. Um, I had my first day last Monday, actually. So I am the new chemist for Dominion Energy, the Millstone Power Station. So I'm the on-site chemistry expert in a nuclear power plant. <laughs> that sounds so exciting and cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I plan on um, following her um, as soon as I find a job out there. Because, you know, when she found out that her lab here was closing and, um, you know, just the opportunity in Shreveport and in the surrounding areas weren't as great. You know, we both made the decision to say, you know, if you need to start looking, you know, even bigger than, you know, Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, start doing that. And, let you know, and yeah. I told her, I said, I'll follow you wherever you go. Um, And so we went, we stepped out on faith pretty much. And this opportunity in Connecticut came up. And so I was like, well, let's do it. Um, so th let's talk a little bit about Shreveport, especially since y'all have lived here for most of your lives. What what do you like best mm -hmm. about our community here in Shreveport? I, what I enjoy, one of the things I enjoy the most is just the scene, the scene of Shreveport. There's always something to do. And I know you always hear the contrary sometimes from people saying that there's never anything to do. But especially over the last few years, it's kind of like this influx of just people want, really want to be involved and really wanting to make Shreveport great. And it's, to me, it's always been great, but I, I enjoy the Shreveport scene. So from the music scene to the art scene to just the events that they throw, and I know Jada throws a lot of them as well. So just everything that's always just going on, it's always different. And I enjoy that the most. Cool. What about you, Ashley? Uh, I guess you would have to say the same. You know, just being able to for example, go up to, say, Fatty Arbuckles on a random, you know, Thursday afternoon and you have five or six people show up, um, you know, letting, you know, one, having a drink with them and enjoying just the space and two, conversations that start that do let you know we are on the verge of something great, you know, yeah. just a conversation over beers, you know, led to um, having Tipsy perform at, pay, at Pride in the Park, you know. Um, those types mm -hmm. of conversations that are constantly going on, um, there's so many people who are on the boat to make sure Shreveport is one of those cities that is considered great, especially with, you know, this last election with um, Mayor Perkins winning. I'm just like, there were so many people involved in that that were not involved mm -hmm. in politics at all before. And so, you know, we have uh, Adrian in, in place. We have. Lavette Fuller, who's in place to really make a huge difference for her district. Um, you know, we've got folks like Jada, who's here, who are constantly keeping folks excited about the goings on in Shreveport. And so I feel like 
that is the main thing that I enjoy is that you really never know exactly what's going to happen in a day, but you know, the results from just a simple conversation can turn into the next big event in Shreveport. Um, And I think it it may just be the folks who I surround myself with, but even those folks um, are friends that I've made or become closer with just in the past couple of years, you know, especially with Ari coming in into my life. Um, I've gotten to know more about her scene and where she comes from with the music and um, all the different bands that are in Shreveport. You know, there's not a lot of places you can say that has live music every single night of the week. You yeah. know, good music as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one thing that really, that makes me love Shreveport. It makes me really you know, miss, you know, those types of things in Shreveport and pray that they have something similar to it in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love, I love blame, both sorry. of you. <laughs> well, both of you touched on something that I I want to ask you about. Ari, you mentioned like people always say there's nothing to do here, but you like I'm shocked that the thing that you guys like the most is that there's a lot to do here. What what do you think is a disconnect for a lot of people? Uh, I think that the biggest disconnect may be the people aren't they aren't sure on how to find what's available in Treeport. Um, that's been a conversation that I've had. Actually, I've had it with one of my siblings before and her being much older, uh, she was just, I, I don't know how to find things to do. I think that's the biggest disconnect is, I don't want to call it advertising because I, I find it quite easily. Uh, but I think that's, that's the biggest thing with a lot of people. They don't know how to find it. How did, so, how did y'all yeah, find I- your, your stuff and your, your places in Shreveport? I actually started going out by myself um, some years ago and, you know, mainly because I was tired of waiting on people to come join me and, and like, you know, agree to go and do things with me. So um, I started going out alone and realizing that, you know, at certain times of the day, there's always, there is something going on. You just have to have conversations with people. um, And one conversation could lead to, you know, well, did you even know that this place existed? No, I did not. Let me go check it out. So really being open to um, experiencing new things, you know, being in the LGBT community, um, you, you're you constantly hearing about, okay, well, there's a, there's a brunch spot here. There's a place for me to go check out here, mainly because they were, you know, LGBT friendly. Um, and so the word of mouth in that, in our community, um, it, it lets us know that there is safe spaces. So you would frank it with those places more often. Um, and then that place would lead to another place um, as well as, you know, just finding things online. If you like, you know, uh, Shreveportlovis.com or whatever it is, it'll lead you here. If you find this particular Facebook page and you like mm-hmm. this page, it'll show you something else that's going on. You know, uh, one of the biggest right. things was loving this life, Jada. I mean, hello, that's one, the only place, if you, if you don't go anywhere else online, if you check out that blog and her Facebook page, um, you'll know every single thing that's going on in Shreveport. Um, so I guess it's more so looking intentionally and doing things on purpose as opposed to hoping that they find you. I feel like for me, it's kind of a little different from how you kind of discover things in Shreveport because I've, I've played in a band since I was 16. Yeah, for a long time. The first show that I ever had was at Chicago's. Yeah, I was 16, so it's still in high school. So 
and that kind of blew up into playing in more bands and then creating my own band. So every weekend or even during the week, it was always somewhere to play. We're playing here or playing there or traveling and coming back. So I kind of discovered Shreveport that way mm. because I was always in it, being part of the scene. So I didn't have to ever really look too far because I, there was always another gig around the corner. And then from there, it kind of just spiraled. But even upon meeting Ashley, it just opened up an entirely different side of Shreveport to me because the things that we do are similar, but the places that we frequent, um, some overlap, but some of them are different as well. So that just really opened me up to just so much more, just kind of hanging out with her and being exposed to her crowd and the things that they like to do. What do you like about Shreveport the least? Like what makes it problematic for y'all? Ooh. Probably those folks that say there's nothing to do or those folks who say, you know, we don't have this, so move to Texas, you know, or um, those those types of people who, yes, we don't have it yet. Yes, we don't have yeah. this yet. But if you're, if you're the one that has the knowledge or the background or experience who could bring it to Shreveport, but you choose to go to Houston or you choose to go to Dallas, you're not helping the situation. So that's probably the biggest thing for me that rubs me the wrong way is to hear these folks who are constantly saying what we don't have, but are not actively working to bring it here. You know, or if it does, something does come here that um, people are trying or they're seeing, hey, maybe it might work, but they still go to Dallas to experience the very exact same thing, but they won't frequent something like that here. It's, it really bowls my, my, my grits. Uh, burns my grits, however you say it. Um, and that, it that boils your grits? I've never me. heard that it before. It boils my grits. It, it burns my grits, <laughs> not boils them, girl. So, like, I mean, I have friends, for example, who've moved away. Um, they're not close, close friends, but who've moved to other parts of the, the country because they're like, Shreveport, you know, doesn't have this, so I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm like, okay, bye, you know, but I want those same folks to get to a point where they can say, well, you know what? I've gained this knowledge outside of Shreveport. I'm going to bring it back. But a lot of them, for some reason, have such a bad taste in their mouth about Shreveport that I've never experienced. You know, my family and my mom and my dad were very much involved in the community growing up. So they never made us feel like um, you can't make Shreveport great or you can't find little pockets of Shreveport that you can, you know, really enjoy and brag on, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's my issue with those folks. I'm just gonna keep it simple. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's a I think that's a good thing not to like. And I you know, I wanna ask you you two a very particular question because I recently did an exit interview with um Bryce Williams, who um is now in Florida and he's a young gay man. And part of his reason for leaving Shreveport is he wanted to move to a place like Miami where he could be openly gay and like be have access to gay culture is, is does that resonate with you all at on some level about Shreveport you know it's fine I feel like me and Ash just had this conversation amongst ourselves and I was telling her that I, I haven't really had a lot of negative experiences in Shreveport but I, I know it exists not to not to downplay anybody else's experiences but I guess maybe it has to do with more who I surround myself with. 
more than anything else. And the people that we're around are always very supportive. I don't know, even to say that there's, it's, it's there because people like Sam Ortiz, Sam and Nicole, you know, we have the film festival, it's Pace, it's the Philadelphia Center. So there are always things, there are always things going on. I don't, I don't really feel like, feel like Streetport's a place where you can't really be you because it is widely accepted. Yeah, I'd have to agree. You know, all of my experience has always been positive. I've never, I've never lived in the closet, so I don't even know what that is. You know, when I, I, I would tell people that I was gay, strangers, if it came up, you know, but it's not something that I put out first. I'm not like, hey, I'm a black gay woman. You know, it's like, hey, I'm Ashley. All I, you know, I'm gay and this is my girlfriend, but I don't, I've never had a bad experience, you know, and if I did, it was always squashed really quick whether I did it or friends of mine recognized it. And it's usually just a, a, a slide comment from a boy, usually, you know. But for gay men in Shreveport, especially younger gay men in Shreveport, I can understand yeah. that they want something readily available, you know, especially the age demographic of, of some of those kids, the ones who are not quite 30 or just turning 30. They want something already built in when they move here. They want you know, they want opportunities like a Dallas or like a Miami, you know, where it's gay central and it's not going to be that. Um, I think one of the things that I'm okay with with Shreveport and I'm good with is, yes, there are a lot of events going on for us, but it doesn't interfere with my work. Like I can work all week and have a good time on the weekends. But I think a lot of these kids are looking for things to do every single day which doesn't even make sense. So a lot of those folks who I've heard and a lot of friends of mine, well, that have moved away looking for that experience were those kids who were, were constantly looking for stimulation throughout, you know, every single day of the week. How come, you know, Thursdays aren't jumping in the in downtown? Because everybody has to work on Friday. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where <laughs> I understand that you have a complaint, but be realistic, you know, we are still a working city. This is not a Miami where it's a vacation every single day. This is not a New Orleans where it's literally built on hospitality and they want you to have a great time every single minute of every single day. In my mind, I always go kind of based on these words. A scene is what you make it. A scene is what you make it. So if we want more of these things, we have to create the scene. The corner lounge in Central Station exists. And they're open all week. I think if people find they find themselves in a situation where they want more things to do, just show up to them. So they exist. It's there, and the opportunity is there. But I think we just need people to show up. I get the impression from both of you that you don't want to be leaving. Um, would you no. not consider moving back? Let's say we created like the perfect sort of job opportunities for y'all. Would you come back to Shreveport? In a heartbeat. Absolutely. Yeah, Shreveport is home. Um, you know, I think sometimes people get really comfortable and they're afraid to leave, but I've never felt that. I knew that if I wanted to go somewhere else and experience something different, I always could, but I've never felt stuck in Treeport. To me, it's the perfect combination of people and vibe and things to do and experiences. So if I had the opportunity to move back, I absolutely would because it's it's home. Granted, we probably wouldn't make the coins that we would make out in Connecticut, but I would still, I would want to come back here. You know, there's, I'm finally getting involved um, on a level with the community that I've been wanting to do for a long time. You know, I'm vice president of PACE. I'm vice president of the board of Philadelphia Center. So I'm and getting more involved with, 
my community, not just the black community, not just Shreveport community, my LGBT community, as well as those affected with AIDS and that particular demographic, which is something that I've been wanting to get involved in, you know, since a good friend of mine back when I worked at Charlotte Ruth died of AIDS. So it's tough to, to say that, yes, I'm, I'm excited to leave, but I'm also finally getting my foot in the door with the nonprofits that I've been wanting to work with for so long. If the opportunity, when the opportunity, I'm going to go ahead and say that, Ari, when the opportunity comes, comes for us to come back, hopefully we'll come back into a city that has grown and has gotten more in industry, you know, in the city, especially with this new mayor, you know, hold on, I think he's going to take us really, really far in, in a short amount of time. So hopefully we'll have those companies, you know, ready for us when we do move back. If the opportunity was, was available for us, yeah, we'd come back in a heartbeat. Okay, my yeah. my very last question, because for some reason, a lot of our, com- a lot of the exit interviews that you revolve around food, like we talk about food a lot. So mm-hmm. like, What's your favorite places to eat here? <laughs> All of them. Uh, <laughs> it depends on what we want to eat, right, Ari? Yeah. I'm I'm a huge, huge Key Mexico fan. When you come in, Ash is coming to visit me. When she's coming to visit uh, the first week of May, and I told her that the one thing I'm looking forward to her visit the most, like the, the biggest thing was I know she's going to cook. <laughs> uh, the food in Shreveport, I'm definitely gonna miss it. Like you don't have so many good restaurants. Uh, I'm a big fan of big fan of Key uh, Taqueria La Michoacana. Big big fan of that restaurant. Uh, Orlando's everything. I'm kind of getting over the idea that they don't have crawfish here either. And I've talked to a couple of people. They've never even eaten it before. Okay. They have no like I have no idea. I've never had it. Never eaten it. And I'm trying to find that for Ash because she's a huge crawfish fan. And to go to a place where they don't have crawfish, I know, like, <laughs> this is going to be We're just going to have to buy them and boil them ourselves, all right? We're going to have to start doing a lot yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's crazy, Sarah? Like, it's not restaurants I'm going to miss. Granted, I'm going to miss a restaurant. It's like, okay, I want gumbo. Where can I find gumbo? You know, if I don't yeah. feel like cooking. If I don't go to Orlando's, and I'm going to go to Abby Singer's because I think they have the best gumbo. If they, yeah. if I can't get it from there, I'm going to call Tootie and see if she can make me some. You know, if I want to have a good steak, believe it or not, I like Oyster Bar's carne asada. It's probably the best steak I've ever had. I want to go to Maryland's place for their fried oh. shrimp remoulade po' boy. I want to go to, to Mexico, like I said, for that damn gringa taco. <laughs> So if I could just have a, just a little bite from everywhere, yeah. that's what I'm going to miss. And for yeah. them to only be, what, five-mile radius of each other, you know, yeah. that's the thing that we're going to have to – that we're going to miss a lot, too, because we're going to have to find those places. They're not really just built into an area of town. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's something that we're going to – I'm going to for sure miss a lot is just being able to bebop to, like, four or five different restaurants in a week and not have to go any further than, like, a mile up the road. <laughs> I, I think you both have, like, been such bright faces and voices in our local cultural scene. It'll it'll be really sad not to have you all here. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely be back, for sure. Yeah, be we'll be back for the big stuff, for sure. So don't, you won't miss us too long. 
Thanks to Ashley and Ari for talking to me. And just an update, since we spoke, both of them are now on the ground, happily employed in Connecticut. If you enjoyed this exit interview, I'd love to hear from you. Share your thoughts either by reviewing our show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We also love getting comments and messages on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and you can find us at All Y'all Podcast. We'll be releasing new interviews with folks who've recently moved away for the next four weeks. Also, don't miss the first ever exit interview. It featured Jim and Christine Hayes. We've linked to it in the notes for this episode, or you can go to allyallblog.com and just search um, Jim Hayes, I think would be the best way to do it. Thank you to Frank Pittenger, my pal over in Dallas, for the amazing music that you hear on Exit Interviews. And also, if you are interested in supporting the work that we do with Exit Interviews, you can send a few bucks our way at paypal.me slash all y'all. Again, that's paypal.me slash all y'all. And you can just send however many dollars you want to send over. Also, we're currently organizing our 16th All Y'all Live Storytelling event which will be held on Saturday, September 28, 2019 at LSU Shreveport's University Center Auditorium. The theme of this fundraiser event is going through it, and the evening will include six stories about beating the odds and overcoming huge challenges. Tickets are on sale now, and they can be purchased at www.allyallblog.com. We're donating 100% of the proceeds from this show to an organization that provides mental health care services to individuals in crisis. There'll be a cash bar, live musical interludes, and six incredible storytellers. We're currently making the storyteller announcements in the Facebook event, so please RSVP to the event. If you'd like to stay in the know, you can find it on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your friends and all of the bots that follow you on social media. We're trying to reach bots all over the world. I, I'm really interested in bot Steve O six one four eight five two nine. So if you if you personally know bot Steve O, you know I think there's a lot of growth potential for our audience in Ukrainian bots. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to reach those bots. Me too. Thanks, y'all.